Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash entitled parents, where an entitled mother steals a child's dog. Our next Reddit post is from Red Skyline. Backstory, I had a small dog named Bongo who went missing when I was 10, so my mom said. I was very sad when this happened, and I didn't want to talk to anyone for a week. My mom tried to cheer me up by taking me to the store to buy me a Hot Wheels car, but she mostly bought herself clothes and shoes, and I only got three Hot Wheels cars. And even then, that was only because that day had a buy two, get three deal. A couple of weeks ago, I was going to a car meet in another city when I spotted a dog that looked exactly like my Bongo. Bongo was missing his left eye because another dog attacked him, so that's why I knew that it must be him. I told my dad I'd be back in a minute, and I walked up to the man who was walking him. I said, excuse me, sir, may I see your dog for a second? Yeah, sure, he's very good with people, so he's not gonna bite. Man, he looks exactly like my old dog. Oh, what's your old dog's name? His name was Bongo. Uh, my dog's name is also Bongo? Sir, where did you get this dog? At this point, the dog started to whine out of happiness and started jumping around like crazy. I bought him from a lady five years ago. My heart sank to the floor. I asked, can you please describe the lady who sold you the dog? She was short, she had short dyed blue hair, and she had a small blue purse and she drove a white Kia. You literally just described my mom. She said my dog went missing five years ago. I asked the man if he could come over to my house with Bongo to ask my mom a few questions. He said yes, and I explained everything to my dad, who also recognized the dog. When we got home, when Bongo stepped into my house, when my mom saw him and the man, everything started coming together. I wish you could have seen my mom's face. It was white as a ghost. We had a serious talk for several hours, and Bongo ended up coming back with me. We helped the man get another dog and we kept in touch, and I stopped talking to my mom and I'm still not talking to her. Man, stories like this are so depressing, because, I mean, obviously there's a surface level of, like, this woman stole a dog from a child, and that's just plain and simple evil. That's like Disney villain evil. But then, man, I really feel bad for the other guy, because he sounds like a decent person. And I've got a dog, and, you know, I love my dog. Luckily, I got him as a puppy, so I know this is impossible. But if I got my dog when he was older, and then, you know, five years down the road... Some kid, like some 16-year-old kid, is like, oh my god, that's my dog, and here's the absolute certain proof that that's my dog, and he was taken from me when I was a kid. It's like, man, that sucks because I love the dog too, but what am I going to do? Am I going to deny reuniting the dog with his rightful owner, who's a child? No, of course not, so I would have to give up the dog, which sucks for me, and it sucks for the dog because the dog loves me too. So... When this woman did this, when she stole the dog, she was hurting her child, she was hurting the guy who she sold it to, and she was hurting the dog. It's just such an evil, sucky, disgusting thing to do. Our next Reddit post is from Jalecki. Backstory, I'm a single mother of two teenage boys, and I live in a nice, quiet neighborhood at the end of a cul-de-sac. Every house on this street has a garage, and I'm the only one that has a single car and parks in my garage. Almost every house on this street is a family home with at least three cars, but most have more. Some people will park in their driveway, and some will park on the street. It's never been a problem since everyone's considerate about how they park, and no one's ever had an issue about getting in and out of the street. In addition, I tend to keep to myself. 
I'm not antisocial. I wave and say hello to my neighbors when I come and go from my home. But usually, once I get home, I stay home. So I say all of this to give you an idea that I'm a homebody, and my neighbors pretty much know that when I get home, I stay home. About six months ago, the house to my right was sold to a larger family that consists of a dad, mom, and three teenagers. The day they started moving in, I made a point to go over to the edge of the property to wave and to greet them so I could make them welcome to the neighborhood. They were friendly, and I was happy to have such nice people moving in next door. I should also point out that this family used their garage for storage, and so they parked their four cars in their driveway. I didn't know it at the time, but their youngest son was just months away from his 16th birthday. Now that you have a little information, onto the story. Around 6pm on Tuesday, I received a knock on the door and it was the neighbor dad. This was our conversation. Good evening, how are you? Talking through the screen door to him, I said, we're okay. I'm sorry I can't open the door, but my youngest came home from school with a sore throat today and so I'm not sure what's going on with them. How are you and how can I help? I'm sorry to hear that. I hope it isn't anything serious. We're okay. My son just turned 16 a few weeks ago, and I'm sure you saw the new truck that we bought him. Yeah, I did. It's such a pretty truck, and big. Does he like it? Yeah, he does. It's what he wanted, so we got it for him. It is very big, and that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Let's take a brief pause here and understand that when I say this truck is very big, it's very big. It's an F-350. Personally, I think it's too much of a vehicle for a kid learning to drive, but it's not my money, so to each their own. I said, I don't understand. We've been having complaints from some of the other neighbors that his truck is so big that they can't get around it when they're driving down the street, and we're afraid that it might get sideswiped if he continues to park it on the street. Yeah, I've had some intense moments trying to get around it myself, but I'm sure I'll get better at parking as he gets more experienced. I'm not sure what this has to do with me, though. I haven't complained. Oh, I know you haven't complained, which is why I was going to ask if he could use your driveway to park since you don't use it. I was completely stunned at this, and I said, Um, I do use my driveway when I leave and come home. I can't get to my garage without using my driveway. Besides, I have issues with death perception, and your son's truck is so big that it'll take up most of my driveway, and I don't want to be responsible for any damage that might happen to it while it's on my property. Well, we'll make sure he parks so that you can come and go without any issues. That's not possible. The only way he could park to allow me to get around him is if he parks halfway on my lawn, and that wouldn't work because then he would damage my lawn. If you're concerned about his truck getting damaged, then why don't you let him park in your driveway and then one of your other smaller cars can park in the street? We've already discussed that, and we would have to park two cars in the street for him to use the driveway. It would be so easy for him to park in your driveway, and I can assure you that it won't be an inconvenience to you. You don't even use your driveway. I'm sorry, but the answer is no. I'm not going to be responsible for his vehicle on my property, and I need to be able to come and go without worrying about someone else's property. The neighbor dad, who was getting very upset at this point, said, You're not being very neighborly. I thought you were a nice woman. You don't even use your driveway, and this would benefit the whole neighborhood. Listen, I told you no, and I do use my driveway every time I pull into my garage and every time I leave. I'm sorry that you don't have enough parking for all your vehicles. I'm sure it's frustrating, but it's not my problem that you decided to buy a vehicle that doesn't fit on your property. 
Now, while I also find it irritating to try to navigate the road with that truck in the way, it's public parking, so I deal with it. However, I will not have anyone else's vehicle parking on my property. Now, if you don't mind, I have a sick kid and need to get back to him, so have a good day. With that, I closed the door and then looked out the people to see him give me the bird before he turned to leave. I just shook my head and had to take a moment to understand that I actually just had that conversation. I then loaded my son up in the car and left to take him to the hospital to get him checked out. All tests came back negative for COVID, and I was told he probably had a run-of-the-mill virus and to keep him home and do self-care. I was told to bring him in if he got worse, but not to worry. I went to work the next day and told my coworkers the story of my neighbor's request, and they were shocked. I had one coworker suggest that I send an email to my homeowners association to explain what happened, just to get it on record because it was such an odd request. I took her advice, and I typed up an email that day when I was at lunch and I sent it. For those who want to know, it was just an FYI email, not a complaint email. It basically said that my neighbor made a request to park on my property, and when I declined, he got mad at me. And I just wanted to make a record of this in case anything happened, and I'm so very glad that I did. So Friday comes, and my youngest son has been home sick since Tuesday afternoon. When I got home Friday evening, I checked on him, and he had begun to run a fever and was complaining about several other things. I had been doing self-care with him since Tuesday, and he didn't appear to be getting any better. Around 7pm, I decided to take him to the hospital, so I loaded him in my car. I opened my garage door, and I was absolutely shocked to see that huge truck sitting in my driveway, blocking me. I cannot describe to you how angry I was to see that vehicle sitting there. Then, OP goes on to explain that the reason why she never knew the truck was there in the first place was because her street is very busy, so she doesn't mind the car noises. Also, the only window in her house that can see the driveway is in her kitchen, and she never looks through that window. So, I exit my car and stomp over to my neighbor's house and bang on their door. The neighbor mother answers, and this is the conversation. Can I help you? You're interrupting our dinner. Your son is parked in my driveway after I told your husband that he couldn't. I need to take my son to the hospital, and that truck is blocking me in. At this point, the father walks up behind the mother and he says, He isn't blocking you in. You can get around him. No, I can't. You need to move that truck, or I'm going to call the cops and a tow truck. I need to get my son in to see a doctor. The father calls to his son and then turns back to me. He's not blocking you, but I'll have him move it. It doesn't matter whether you believe he's blocking me in or not. He's not allowed to park in my driveway. No one is allowed to park in my driveway, and if I find an unauthorized vehicle parking in my driveway again, I'm not going to bother to come knock on your door. I'm going to have it towed. It was at this point that I saw the son arrive at the front door with his keys in his hand. I turned to leave, and I heard him call me that famous B-word that every woman has heard at least once in her life. I ignored him and went back to my car and watched as he got in his truck and, after some effort, finally was able to back out of my driveway and park his truck in a street a little way down the road. I was able to leave and take my son to the hospital, where, as we waited for several hours to be seen, I shot off another email to my HOA about what just happened. I should point out that my HOA already responded the day before to say that they received my email, made a note of it, and they said my property was my own and I could give or deny access to it as I wish. This was all in an email string that I responded to while waiting for my kid to be seen. Again, all tests administered to my son came back negative, and I was told that it was just a run-of-the-mill virus and he would be fine. The virus just had to run its course. I took him home and called it a day. 
Saturday evening, my oldest son started complaining about a sore throat, and I was starting to feel sick myself. My youngest appeared to be getting better, so I figured that whatever he had, we had caught, so we were going to be staying inside all day Saturday and Sunday. Sunday evening at about 5.30, my oldest son spiked a fever, and it didn't come down, so I loaded him in the car and took him to the hospital. After being out for hours and hours and finding out that this was also just a minor virus, we didn't get back to the house until midnight. Let me set the scene for you. My son is half asleep in the passenger seat and complaining that he just wants to go home. I'm exhausted and feeling drained and I'm having coughing fits myself and I'm just looking forward to going to bed when I round the corner and I saw that truck sitting in my driveway. I couldn't even pull into my garage because he was blocking me, and I also noticed that he was parked partially on my lawn. I was so mad that I could hardly see straight. I did a Google search, and I found a 24-hour tow truck service and explained that I had an unauthorized vehicle on my property and I needed it towed. The woman said it would be about 30 minutes before they could get a truck there, and I said that was fine. In the meantime, I walked my kid to the house and put him to bed, and then quickly went outside and took a picture from the street to show how much of my driveway he was taking and that he was also parked on my lawn. I just couldn't understand why they would park in my driveway again after I told them no. And the only thing that I could come up with is that since there hadn't been any activity at my house for a few hours, my neighbors probably assumed that I was in for the night and they wouldn't notice a truck in my driveway. It was 30 minutes after midnight when the tow truck arrived, and I half expected my neighbors to come running out, but there wasn't any activity from them. And the tow truck driver hauled off the truck without incident. I went inside, shot off another email to my HOA along with pictures and an explanation that I towed the vehicle, and I went to bed. At 6am, I woke up to someone banging loudly and rapidly on my door. I didn't have to look, I knew who it was. I grabbed my phone and hit the video record button. Before I opened the door, I looked through the peephole and saw the father and the son at my door. I opened the door and this was the conversation. Where is the truck? It was towed. You can call such and such company to make arrangements to get it back. You didn't have the right to tow it. You're gonna pay to get it back. I have every right to tow an unauthorized vehicle on my property. I told you not to park on my property and you did it anyways. Your truck blocked me from getting in my driveway last night. I told you that I was going to have it towed after the last time you parked without my permission. And I won't be paying anything to get it back. You stole my truck, you effing B-word, and I'm calling the cops. I'm going to sue you. Go ahead. In the meantime, I'm sick and I'm going back to bed. I closed the door and I stood there for a moment. I looked out the peephole and they were still there. The father started banging my door and also ringing my doorbell nonstop. He knocked and rang my doorbell for another four minutes before he gave up. I was still recording all of this, and I didn't turn off the video recording until he was gone. I turned around, and I saw my kids standing there. The noise had woken them all up, and I just told them that if they were feeling ill to just go back to bed, because that's where I was going. Now, I'll honestly say that I didn't think that he would call the police, but he did! About 30 minutes later, I heard the doorbell ring. I got up and looked through the peephole, and a police officer was there. I opened the door and we had the following conversation. Good morning, ma'am. Sorry to bother you, but we had a report from your neighbor. He claims that you stole his son's truck by having it towed from the street, and we need to talk to you about this issue. Good morning, officer. My neighbor is only telling you half the story. I had his truck towed away this morning from my driveway when I returned home from a minor emergency. 
I couldn't get into my driveway, and I already told him twice that him and his family can't park on my property. This issue started last week, and I have emails to my HOA, pictures of his truck parked in my driveway this morning, and a video of my neighbor where he called me names and told me that he was going to sue me and call the cops. I can show you if you'd like. Yes. So, you're saying the truck in question was on your property without your permission, and that you had it towed? Yeah. Last Tuesday, he asked if I would allow his son to park in my driveway. I told him no, and he got mad at me and flipped me off before leaving. Then, Friday evening, when I was leaving, I discovered that his son had parked in my driveway and I couldn't leave my garage. I went over to demand they remove the vehicle, and I told them that I would have the truck towed if they parked on my property again. I came home late this morning, and the truck was in my driveway, so I had it towed. I just want to confirm. You're saying the truck was not parked on the street, but in your driveway, and you have proof of this? Yes, sir. If you give me a minute, I'll print off the emails that I sent to the HOA that documents the issues, and I'll also show you the pictures in the video as well. With this, the cop said that he would wait for me to print everything off. Once I got the emails printed, I came back to the door. I opened my photos app to show the neighbor's truck in my driveway, time-stamped. I handed my phone and the printed emails to him. After the cop looked at the photo, where you can clearly see my house in the background, the truck blocking the entrance, and that it was partially on my lawn, the officer then read the printouts. He handed my phone back to me and asked me to open the video that I mentioned before, and then he went over to my lawn to look at it. I watched him inspect my lawn and then take a few photos. I could see my neighbor and his whole family standing in their driveway watching me and the police officer. The officer returned, and I gave him back my phone with the video queued up, and he watched it. After he finished watching the video, we had the following exchange. I'm going to need a copy of that photo and video for my file. If I provide you with an email, would you be able to send it to me? Yes, sir. No problem. I have enough information to determine the vehicle was not on public property and was, in fact, on your property. I have made a note that you did not give permission for the vehicle to be parked on your property. Based on the emails you gave me with dates and times, it appears you did, in fact, advise your neighbor not to park on your property. Would you like to file a trespassing report for this incident? Oh, absolutely. I can see that you're not feeling well. You can either file with me now or you can go online. Here's my business card with my email. Send me the photo, video, and the case number on the card as well. Would you like to file that trespassing report now? Honestly, I'm exhausted, and I would prefer to file it online later. Okay, reference this case number when you email your evidence and file the online report. Also, reference my name in the report. One more thing. I saw in the video where the neighbor said that he was going to sue you for having the truck towed. He can actually sue you if he wants, and I would advise you to keep all the evidence that you showed me today. Thank you, officer. I'm sorry you had to come out. Have a good day, ma'am. Get some rest. With that, I closed my door and went back to bed. However, I was so mad that I didn't get any sleep. A few hours ago, I sent off my photo, video, and another copy of the HOA emails to the email address the cop gave me. I then sat down and started typing out this story. I'm not sure where this is going to go, but I'm going to see it through. OP, I think it would be a really smart idea to upgrade your property with some home security cameras. Clearly, your neighbors are super toxic people, and I wouldn't put it past them to retaliate. Especially since you said that they had, what, I think three teenagers? Teenagers aren't known to be the most reasonable people to deal with. Outside of that OP, you handled this like an absolute champ. 
Just keep gathering evidence after evidence after evidence. Send it to the HOA, send it to the cop, because like, what can your neighbors do about it? Pretty much nothing, because you're doing nothing wrong here. Considering that this new family has, what, like five cars? Maybe four cars? I don't know, but they got a car for each of their teenagers, and they feel entitled to your driveway. I get the sense that this is one of those families that thinks that they're hot stuff, and they like to show off their money and show how cool they are in the neighborhood. So I'm glad that you could knock them down a peg, OP. I hate those types of people. Also, OP, if you still have video footage of your neighbor flipping out at you, please contact me. I would happily buy that video from you so I could show it on my channel. I'm sure my audience would love to see video of that entitled dad losing his mind. That was our slash entitled parents. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.